Well, today we wrap up our, our spring series. Uh, during the month of May, we've been uh, focused on the theme of thrive. And during the month of May, we've seen things around us thriving. We've seen the trees and shrubs and grass and everything blooming and blossoming, growing, flourishing, thriving. So we've paralleled that with talking about what it means for us to thrive personally, what it means for us to thrive on the inside. And we've used for this series this uh, tree. It's in Geneva, Alabama. Down in South Alabama, it's just known as the tree. It's also called down there the Constitution Oak because it's an oak tree that's been around as long as the Constitution. And this is a picture of that tree. Now that tree is thriving. And it's been thriving for 300 years. It's at the confluence of two rivers, Pea River and the Chattahoochee River. And it's thriving, why? Because it has roots that are extended deep into the riverbank, into the soil, and it has branches that are extending out to others. In other words, that tree has roots under the ground and reach above the ground. And so let's do a little refresh here. We've talked about roots and reach equals thrive. Just, just like that tree is thriving because it has roots and it has the extended branches reaching, so we need roots and reach to thrive. Our scriptural basis for this entire series has been two passages of scripture. One in Psalms, Psalm chapter one, verse one, says this. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. No, the joy is for those that they delight in the law of the Lord, the word of God, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank. See where the analogy there from Psalm 1 and the Constitution Oak, the tree, they'll be like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Then Jeremiah chapter 17, basis of our series, Jeremiah 17, 7. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank. There's the picture. There's the analogy again. They are like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they go right on producing delicious fruit and we talked about how even during times of heat and drought for us difficulties challenges trials and tribulations if we're planted by the river bank if we have roots and reach then we continue to thrive so let's let's continue to do a little refresh of where we've been what helps us develop how do we develop and feed our root system we develop and feed our root system by God's word, through digging into God's word. We dig into God's word and feed our root system. We feed our root system through prayer. We feed our root system through Christian community, being connected with one another. We feed our root system through knowing the truth and by trusting the Lord, by truth, by being rooted in truth and trust. And feeding our root system is a daily, ongoing process. It's not a one and done. It's daily, it's ongoing. So how are you doing with that? Feeding our root system. Reach. Not just to focus on our roots, but also focusing on our reach. What does reach look like? What does extending our branches look like? It looks like acts of love and compassion. It looks like works of service and mission. 
it looks like practical, caring, helping, and supporting others. That's what reach looks like. That's what extended branches looks like. And it looks like positive and encouraging words. And if you'd like, I encourage you to follow along. Outlines in the back of your program there this morning. On the back there is a little summary of the of outline for the sermon today. So that's what reach looks like. So how are you doing with that? How are you doing extending your branches to others? Last week we talked about positive, encouraging words, and I gave you an assignment. I gave myself an assignment. Everybody that you encounter this past week, look for an opportunity to share with them an encouraging word. A, a word of affirmation, a word of blessing, a word of appreciation. How are you doing with that? Another week, another assignment. That's just an ongoing assignment from God for us to bless others because we talked about in Proverbs, our words are powerful. Our words can tear down, our words can build up. So why not use our words to build up, provide positive, encouraging words. So we don't just focus on our roots, we also focus on our reach. So let's, uh, that's our refresh. Let's talk today again, give reach a second week like we gave roots a couple weeks. Let's talk again about reach. What does it mean to extend our branches out? And specifically, extending our branches of generosity. How can we reach out and bless others through extending our branches of generosity? You see, the natural result of being rooted is fruit. The natural result of being rooted in God's word and prayer and Christian community and truth and trust is fruit. And one aspect of the fruit, one aspect of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives is generosity. Galatians 5, verse 22. Uh, Paul, Paul writes this to the church at Galatia. He says, Be, by contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is, some of you have heard this before, right? Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against such things. Do those all you want. No law against those things. So extend your branches of generosity. Let me ask you a question this morning. What motivates us toward generosity? Have you ever thought about that? What motivates you? What motivates me toward generosity? Well, one, a response to God's generosity. A response to God. Our generosity is in response to God's generosity. Our generosity is like our act of worship. Our generosity is, is our gratitude. It's an expression of our gratitude to God for what he has done for us. In 1 John 4, 9, it says, we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. We are generous because he was first generous to us. God has been so generous to us. God has blessed us and continues to bless us with grace, mercy, peace, and hope. God has blessed us. God has given us and continues to give us forgiveness, salvation, new life, and the promise of eternal life. We have an extremely, extravagantly generous God who gave us his one and only son who has changed the trajectory of our life and our eternity. And so, so our the motive of our generosity is, is, is in response to God's generosity toward us. 
Are you generous? Are you generous with your time? Kind of tight, kind of stingy. Are you generous with your time? Are you willing to listen to someone, to someone who's lonely? Are you willing to visit someone who's shut in? Are you willing to come to worship and then stay another hour, come early, stay another hour to help with Sunday school this summer, maybe one Sunday a month to give another hour of time to help with Sunday school? Are, are you willing to be generous with your time to give two hours a month to serve at Forward Garden? Or two hours to serve at Asbury Fest coming up at later part of June or, or our, our Asbury at the Park at Lakeview coming up later. Just look for opportunities to be generous with your time. Are you, are you willing to be generous with your time? Are you willing to be generous with your financial resources? Are you being generous with your financial resources? Or kind of, uh, kind of uh, stingy, tight? Are you generous with your financial resources in investing things that matter, that invest things that create a legacy? Our legacy is created by what we give. Our legacy is created by our generosity. (laughs) Are you willing to be financially generous with building God's kingdom, investing in God's work through the life and ministry of Asbury, in Asbury, through Asbury? Does your generosity... Uh, reflect your gratitude toward God? Does your generosity, or lack thereof, reflect your desire to invest in things of eternal significance, to, to lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, not treasures on earth, where Jesus talks about treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal, but instead lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Jesus talked about that in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter six, where thieves don't break in and steal, it's secure and moth and rust don't destroy. So are you extending your branches of generosity? I know that many of you are. (laughs) That always encourages me as your pastor. I know that many of you are extending your branches of generosity. Our our vision is um, caring within and reaching out that all may know Christ. Caring within, reaching out, branches out that all may know Christ. Our mission is to expand God's kingdom. To expand God's kingdom, to grow God's kingdom by inviting others to explore the faith. And I know many of you are inviting others to explore the faith, to experience God, and to extend service to others in the name of Christ. I know that many of you are giving your time and your uh, financial resources to make our vision more of a reality. I know many of you are giving your time, your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your financial resources to to move our mission forward. I mean, we've had a couple of really good months here as a church, have have we not? With the Lent, the Jesus-shaped life and the potter's wheel with Cecily uh, and then an epic Easter and then some awesome Sundays in May with Confirmation Sunday and New Members Sunday and giving Bibles to kids Sunday. And again, today, those five boys up here, God has been working in our midst and we've responded to God's work through our time and financial resources, making that happen. In the last six months, we have added 52 new members at Asbury. 52 new members over the last six months, 39 adults, 13 students who are confirmed and who joined the church. God is working in our midst. And I thank him and I praise him for that. And I thank you 
for a heart that is motivated to respond to God's generosity towards you and toward us as a congregation. We are blessed. And so our, our generosity is motivated by God's heart, God's generosity, God's goodness toward us. What motivates us? Of course, we're <laughs> I hope you picked up your super-duper summer postcard. Please do at the Welcome Center afterwards because we're heading into a super-duper summer, as we're calling it, a super-duper summer of ministry. So that's exciting. Not only what's the last couple of months, but the next couple of months. And we've already had a good start to it with Habitat Home Build and with Ford Garden kicking off two weeks ago and Brat Drive Through and Crestwood Elementary Supply Drive today. And, and, uh, but we're leaning into a super-duper Summer. Here's the second thing that motivates us to our generosity. It motivates me to our generosity. Partly I'm motivated because of God's generosity to, toward me. I'm also motivated by the call and challenge of Jesus. We're motivated because of Jesus' call and his challenge. Look, what, look what he says in Mark chapter 8. Then he, Jesus, called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Jesus is saying here that it's... it's not okay just to hold on because if we just seek, seek to hold on, we will end up losing our life. But if we give our life away, that's when we gain life. That's when we get life. We, we can gain the whole world, everything in the world, and yet lose our soul. Gain nothing. Or we can give our life away for Jesus and the gospel and save our life. That's certainly a call and a challenge to be generous. There was a teenage girl who was sharing with her friends about her uh, uncle. And she said to her friends, man, my uncle was the tightest, stingiest person I have ever known. My uncle, she told her friends, every time he got paid, he would take $20 from every paycheck and put that $20 bill under his mattress. Every paycheck, $20 bill under his mattress. Well, he got old, and he got real sick, she's telling her friends. And on his deathbed, he asked his wife, my aunt, to promise him something. And she said, promise what? And he said, I want you to promise me that when I die, you take all the money from under my mattress and you put it in my casket <laughs> so I can take it with me. It'll go with me. Well, she kept her promise. He died. And she took all those 20s from under his mattress from all those years, went to the bank, deposited them in the bank, and then wrote out a check to him and put that check in his casket. Well, it doesn't quite work like that. It is good to save, okay? And there's a good principle there to save a little bit from every paycheck. But it's not 
you can't take it with you. It's not wise to think you can hold on to it and take it with you. We know that. But you can send it on ahead. Jesus said, when you lose your life for my sake and the gospels, you'll gain it. What does that mean, to lose our life for Jesus in the gospel? Well, it means to give our life, to give our time and our abilities and our talents, our gifts, our financial resources for Jesus' use, for the sake of the gospel and building up God's kingdom, investing in God's enterprise, God's kingdom-building business, creating a legacy for ourselves and a blessing to God and his work. We're talking about thriving. <laughs> we're talking about extending our branches. And, and, and we're talking about branches of blessing, branches of generosity. What motivates us to generosity? a response to God's generosity, the call and challenge of Jesus, and lastly, a desire to experience a life of abundance. A desire to experience life in abundance. In other words, a desire to thrive. God has not made us just for ordinary lives, but for extraordinary. God has not made us just to survive, but to thrive. And so we have within us a desire to live life in abundance and so that life of abundance is had through being generous toward others. Read Acts 20, 35, Jesus' own words that Paul, that Luke, the author of Acts, writes during one of Paul's journeys. He's, it says, Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than receive. In other words, if you want to be blessed, don't hold on. Give. If you want to experience a life of abundance, if you want to experience a life of thriving, don't hold on, but give. We sometimes think that thriving is when we get more, when we accumulate more. No, thriving is when we give more, when we share more. It's biblical, very biblical principle. Uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 20. Five. says this, one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Now, we might think that when one person gives freely, they lose, but it says when one person gives freely, they gain even more. <laughs> and when another person withholds, thinking they're going to hold on unduly, they, they come to poverty. So it's just the opposite. It works just the opposite. Look at verse 25. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. <laughs> Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. It will come pouring back into your lap. A person who refreshes others will be refreshed. A generous person will prosper. Second Corinthians. I mentioned this is a biblical principle. The Apostle Paul talks about it to the church at Corinth. He says this, chapter 9, verse 6. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. It's an agricultural principle. Sow generously, reap generously. Sow sparingly, reap sparingly. Verse 7, each one of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, 
For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And then verse 11, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. You'll be enriched in every way so you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. The Bible is not just talking about financial, uh, financial uh, giving here. Uh, the Bible is not just talking about God blessing us financially here in, in Proverbs or in 2 Corinthians. Now, God does bless us financially, right? Many have experienced that. You've, you've experienced that. Many of you have experienced the financial blessings of God. Uh, but it's not just saying that because what did it say in verse 11? You'll be enriched in every way. What does that mean, in every way? Maybe it means financially. Receive it. Bless God for it. Share it wisely. But it may also mean, and maybe even more so, relational riches. Relationship riches. A healthy, thriving marriage. Good relationships with your kids or grandkids. Uh, meaningful friendships. A loving, caring, supportive, vibrant church family. What does it mean? Purposeful work. A healthy body. Mental, emotional health. Blessings from God. Blessings from God. You'll be enriched in every way. You'll be enriched in every way, not just to enjoy the blessings, not just to consume the blessings, but it says in verse 11, you'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion so you can be a blessing. You can extend your branches of generosity, and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Paul's saying that through your generosity, people are going to know, and they'll give thanks to God. People in the church will know, people in the community will know, people in the world will know, and they'll give praise to God because of your generosity. Through your generosity, you experience, and I experience life. Generosity leads to life, truly life. Abundance and blessing and thriving. So what motivates us toward generosity? What motivates you? What motivates me? Well, a response to God's generosity. The, the call and challenge of Jesus. And a desire to experience life in abundance. So let's go for it. Roots and reach equals thrive. Keep digging and feeding your root system. And then extend your branches out and reach out to others. Branches of blessing. Branches of generosity. Let's pray. Lord God, what an opportunity we have because you've gifted us, you've blessed us. You are a generous God. So I pray that we would respond to your generosity well and that you would help us to give you praise and thanks and that you would help us to be generous with others with our time and our gifts and our abilities, our resources, financially and otherwise, that you would just be praised as we not, don't just seek to hold on to life but to give our life and to lose our life for you 
and the gospel. Give us, Lord, a spirit of thriving, roots, and reach. In Jesus' name, amen.